Ready? Is this thing on? I can oh. hear you. Are we recording? Yep. Oh, cool. Hey, uh, <laughs> welcome back to the conference of Beatdown. I am Blogger Bonilla. I am Silent G. And uh, we appreciate you guys for checking us out again. Episode 100 and something. 16. I have no idea. I forgot to look. 15. Yeah. 38. I, I don't know. 16. Maybe. I think it's 116. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you uh, get a chance to follow us on all social media, um, on Facebook, Comprehensive Beatdown. Follow us on Twitter, at Comp Beatdown. Um, follow us on Satchel Player and the iTunes Podcast. Uh, give us a like on there and subscribe if you will. You can also shoot us an email at Comprehensive Beatdown at Gmail. And I'm spent. Is that it? Thank you. Did you say Facebook and Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Cool. And um, right now, we are listening to the smooth stylings of Kamasi Washington. All of his new album, Heaven and Earth. And Earth. Um, this is Street Fighter Moss, which is um, one of, what, 16 amazing tracks. Is it yeah. 16? I think it's 8 and 8 or yeah. 8 and 9. 16 something or 17, like something like that. Plus the bonus disc that just came out last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out yet. To it yet. But um, they didn't tell anybody on the vinyl. They shipped. They shipped it with a bonus disc in it, and it was just a, an extra album. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's like five records. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance, definitely check that out. I think Offbeat's gonna have it. I think he said this week maybe. So that's quick. That's pretty quick. Yeah, release. Yeah. yeah. Um, so awesome. Anyway, what's up? Oh, you know, I expect you and our special guest to do most of the talking today because uh, I'm tired. I had one of those classic <laughs> Wednesday through Sunday weekends last week. Um, yeah, it was crazy. But speaking of our special guest. Semi-special guest. Oh, he's very special. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he's special. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, Fifth Child in the studio with us today. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself there, Fifth Child? Yo, what's up? I am Fifth Child, artist, producer from Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, you've been on here before. They know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Fifth just put out a brand new album. Was that the 19th? June 19th? Yeah, Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Yeah. Um, uh, or so if you follow him on Bandcamp. Dadgummit. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll never get to be Beyonce. <laughs> no. It ruined my plans with being Bay. <laughs> um, all right, so tell us a little bit about the new album. We're going to listen to it and talk through it today. And this is obviously the first track, so... Tell us a little bit about the album and just kind of have you talk through the tracks like we did before. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, title of the album is Which Way Is Up. Shout out to Richard Pryor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, what's funny is it's like the, the, the name, I knew it had a ring to it and it kind of rung a bell. Um... Cause it just flows so smoothly. Yeah. I had never seen the movie, but then when I would say, whenever I told people, I'm like, yeah, the name of the album is Which Way Is Up, they were like, uh, oh yeah, like the Richard Pryor movie. I was like, oh dang, maybe I need to go watch it. So I didn't get to see the whole movie, but what I did do is look at some clips from it and sample them throughout the album. Like mm-hmm. there's there's points in this song you can hear him saying, yeah, 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 and that's from the part where he's screaming at uh, his wife when he's telling her that he's been cheating. Yeah. Huh. 
Might be coming up. There it is. Dang it, that's not it. Chill up, Steven. That's right. But you can yeah. So I guess <laughs> you'll definitely hear it on the other song. For um, but I guess a more important question here, um, if I may, is. You just saw which way is up. Yeah. Have you have you seen it all the way through yet? I'm freaking 32 years old, man. Give me a break. I've seen the uh, other no, Richard no, no. Pryor movies. I'm actually looking at your brother a little sideways at the moment. So. <laughs> and you know what? Absolutely. Her is the, anything that I have not seen oh, yeah, or yeah, heard yeah, of, yeah. it is totally yeah, yeah. hers fault because yeah, yeah. I grew up idolizing him. And he's seven years older than me, so like when folks say, "Oh man, you ain't heard uh, such and such album," I'm like, "He was holding if out on didn't you. own it. I yeah. didn't hear it. He was holding <laughs> out on you." Yeah, I think me and him watched it together in college, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Such a great movie. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that first track is uh, called Unicorn, and um, you just rap. Yeah, I just I just rap. And so what's funny is like I was having insomnia uh, towards the end of last year, mm. and I took a break uh, from from work a week after Christmas and the week after New Year's. So I was just I was off work, I needed some vacation time, and I knew I wanted to work on the album, and I don't like doing stuff unfocused. So I don't like you know being busy all day and then coming home and trying to like okay let me conceptualize and write right. you know, I want to be able to focus on what I'm actually going to say but I wasn't able to sleep so I was waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I did that uh, I, yeah I was not able to sleep so I got up and just I was like let me just sample some stuff and just see what comes out and I found that uh, that beat or whatever I found that loop and once I looped it up I was like okay maybe I should add some drums to it but the more I listened to it I was like nah I'm not gonna touch it like I'll add some sense and I wanted to try this new style of production at least new for me where I tried to pull the drums out of the sample and make them more pronounced I really inspired by Ghostface um Ghostface Supreme Clientele yeah like even if you think about the song Stay True which is Terry's tune from David Axelrod mm -hmm. and a lot of it's just like it's just the sample where the drums just feel more prominent and more, more yeah. present yeah. and so I was like okay let me try to do some different filters where I can beef that up but uh, yeah just use the organic drum sounds and it's so. supposed to add more stuff to it yeah but and it ended up working and I just like I said just all those bars just came out right then so were you doing a lot of this while you were like awake in the middle of the night yeah that kind of the thing yeah so the the songs that have been the, the most special throughout my my catalog have been where I didn't force myself to write anything but it was just kind of more organic and so I yeah. so they didn't take long to write at all and those are normally the songs that are always better received and uh, so the, a lot of the stuff on this album was made in that mode okay cool hell yeah well, what's this song this is the title track actually it's called Which Way Is Up featuring Vice mm -hmm. who's a long time ghost writer for folks in the within the slum camp right slum village camp um, yeah he's just like amazing lyricist so I had already been recording him uh, at the house and yeah I really wanted to give him that feature because his voice is actually a different texture than a lot of the folks I've had yeah. featured before too so I thought it was really cool so. and 
this song, uh, this song almost didn't make the album because I had the verses, I had the beat, and even this beat is made in that same style where I just had a sample and I pulled the drums out of it more to make it more pronounced, you know. And it's called Ubuntu, and I love the concept of the verses and everything, but I had nothing to put on the hook parts. And I was like, man, I, like I really don't want to scrap the song because because I really like it. Yeah. And so I was actually talking to Vice, and he was like, well, you know, I, I said I wanted to get somebody to do a poem on it, but I wasn't sure who. He was like, man, no, I can. Have you thought about putting Jay Ivy on it? I was like, Jay Ivy, like from the Kanye. And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know him like that. And he was like, man, it's like my brother. It's like words. <laughs> it's like, like I shoot yeah. it to him and see what he says. And Jay heard it and loved it. And so he was like, "Yeah, bet." Oh, wow. just, I'll record something and send it to you. So I was like, "Man, Jay Ivan feature is like a guy I really admire." So that was that was cool. It was probably the highest profile feature I've ever had. Yeah, I love Vice. Is like, have you thought about having Jay Jay Ivy on there? It's like, well, of course I have. But you know, yeah. Have you thought about Bobby Flay coming to fix dinner Thursday night? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was really, really happy with the way this one turned out. And I would say everything on this album is just way more intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other albums, I've put songs on there that I liked a lot. And whether or not they actually fit with the theme or whether or not they were actually contributing to some that other songs weren't, I still added them. Right. But with this one, it's like everything to me has its, its purpose. And, and uh, the approach I had to creating this, before I had written any lyrics or anything, I approached... Um, I, I knew I wanted the album to be have creative direction from three black women. I don't know why it's just it just came to my mind. Why so uh, I reached out to Adrian Dominic, you know, visual artist, uh, Amanda Furs, a poet, and Aston Sullivan from Clouds and Crayons. <laughs> and I was like, before I had any lyrics, I had the beats or ideas of the beats that I wanted to use, and I just came and just played them beats. And I was like, so, so what do you think? You know, this, this is kind of where I want to go with the album, but nothing's gonna make it on here without y'all's approval. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we just had different brainstorming sessions, especially early on. And I was like, okay, great. I'll, I'll go home and do my homework. I'll go home and like start thinking of ideas and what to to make me dig deeper yeah you know because that's that's the point I, the, not a wall I hit but it's the point I got to like I know what I can do sitting in a room by myself and I know my limitations when it comes to that but if I have somebody there to challenge me like I'm normally there to challenge the artists that I work with um, I feel like I could do better yeah you know and I could, I could, you called them what team triple A yeah triple A yeah yeah I love that yeah triple A Adrian Aston and Amanda right but yeah so they they were definitely really instrumental and like I said in, in making me dig deeper and, and not holding any punches if they were like that idea is whack they would tell me and I was like okay like no ego whatsoever yeah, I was yeah. like yeah just give it to me straight and you really haven't had that before recording no, an album no because like I said when I'm recording an album it's normally me by myself yeah you know um, but they were really willing to, to work with me in that so that's that's that was really really helpful um with the elements. Man, this song right here is called Beautiful is Black. 
And so I was also thinking about how I'm not going to worry about a certain structure, like just doing 16 verse hook, verse hook, verse hook. Like I wasn't, I was totally trying to abandon that idea and do something different. I'm like, okay, I knew when I broke the song, I was like, I want three verses. It's called Beautiful is Black. I want Marcel P. Black and Dollar Black. Yeah. You couldn't get uh, Crunchy Black or I should have um, thought about Black Crunchy Child Black. from Murder Inc. I totally should have. Well, I really wanted Crunchy Black. Yeah. I totally should have thought that. All right. I love Continue. the concept for this song with the three rap, yeah. you know, with Marcel yeah. and Dalla on there. It's yeah, this really this good track idea. came out really good. And I was like, and so even when I told them, I was like, yeah, bro, so I want you on the song, but I need 32 bars. Period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I want 32 bars. And Ugh. at first I was like, maybe, you know, people would think it's too long and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, just, just chill and just let us, just let the music. In the, in the least weird way Just let the music love on you for like five minutes yeah. And just empower you You know And this is actually one of a lot of folks uh, Favorite tracks on the album And man when I Look When I heard Dollar Black's verse yes. When he emailed me I was like good lord Yeah Guys, <laughs> like, you know, and so this is a funny story. So the the Lucky Town show, um, yeah, Lucky Town Brewery show, the St. Patrick's Day show was not long after I got my verse from him, and I saw him, and I was just like, yeah, bro, I, I need to have a talk with you. Like, we need to have a heart to heart. I got a bone to pick with you. He was like, what, what, bro, what, bro? <laughs> I'm like. Bruh, I don't be just like getting out wrapped on my song, <laughs> on my albums. Like that, that doesn't happen. And I'm not saying you did, <laughs> but you did. I'm not saying you did, but like this is a contender. Like this is one of my favorite, uh, definitely one of my favorite verses I've ever heard from him. So I was like, it's I agree. So and just hearing him on that type of beat. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you what. Also, one of the songs that. That it made me think of um, the way I felt when I heard "Little Brother" by Black Star. Mm. You know, I think I think that's a Dilla joint. I think yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, when I heard "Little Brother," I was like, "This this is what this song makes me feel like." But even this one, you know, I got uh, Candace Sims or Candace Harris rather singing uh, the background vocals on it. And so, um, yeah, everything just played out perfect. Yeah, the, the way it, the way it came out to me. And we spent, I, and you know what? Also, with the mixes, this was my first time mixing the album in my new house. Ah, yeah, that's so, right. So everything from the way the uh, the raw vocal sound to to everything, it was like it was a new experience. But I was like, rather than trying to make everything super clean, I, I want some of that organic room noise in there to give it a warmer, more yeah. analog feeling. And so also what's, what's been funny is folks that have heard the uh, the project like, man, like you recorded this at home? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, Marcel's verse, did he do that when he was here doing a session with you one time or did he yeah. send that in? Yeah. yeah. That's it took him forever. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it took him forever to even do the verse. I think he was just like, man, 32 bars? I was like, yes, dude. Yeah. 32 bars. I need them. <laughs> like, I need it. Okay. But yeah, he finally came through and came through and did it. And um, actually, the first time he did it, I thought the take needed to be redone. So I had to wait till the next time he came in town to, to read it. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to need you to redo that verse. He was like, all right, man. <laughs> 
That's but a lot once of again, the, the finished product uh, has been beautiful. And so, also for the the cover art, I don't know if you, I didn't post it a bunch of times, but the cover art is just Stephen Biko's face mm-hmm. because you know he's the guy that t- that coined the phrase "Black is beautiful" yeah. mm-hmm. in the Black Conscious Movement. Um, this one right here is called Blinds. So, I'm I'm not. Uh, I don't, I don't hide the fact that it happened or anything like that, but, you know, I started going to therapy mm-hmm. um, back in September. One of the best decisions I've ever I've made in my that. entire life. Yeah. yeah, one of the best decisions I've made in my entire life. And just having somebody to talk to, it's not even like I was depressed or going through anything really, you know, really difficult at the time, but just I think about mental health and going to see, you know, a counselor, same way how like you go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't your teeth don't have to be falling out for you to go do that. And so I thought the same thing about my mental health and just but I didn't realize like just being able to talk to her like she's a professional and it really catalyzed a lot of breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. So going to therapy, um the books that I read over the past couple of months, um just deep conversations with, with people that were, like I said, challenging me and encouraging me at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's what what caused the song. Like I dealt with with vulnerability issues a lot, and I mean, like everything in the song is 100% true. Yeah, this is a deep song for sure. And once again, this is another one of those three o'clock in the in the morning yeah. type situations. And my friend, uh, I got a friend named White, Dwight Patrick. He's you know a real close friend of mine, and I remember him being at the house when I started making the beat, and I was just like chopping it up. Um, this the sample from Junie Morrison, and um, yeah, man, it's like I, I just love the way everything came together. Like yeah. I rem- this is one of those albums where I remember making that beat, mm-hmm. and I remember writing those lyrics. Like it was something special. It wasn't just me just writing a song just to write it but it was like me pouring it out yeah. you know I think you can hear that in this album for mm-hmm. sure how many songs uh, did you make that did not make the album one. Oh, really and it was just because it had already been re- uh, already been released wow so the song Basquiat Drift oh yeah uh, which you know I did for the, the uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat exhibit at the art museum at first that was going to be the bonus track and um, after talking to the guy that mastered the album Tywo Gaynor mm-hmm. who also like was there really instrumental as far as the development of the album he was like yeah man I've been listening to it and I know you got Basquiat Drift at the end as the bonus track but you know the way it ends with don't forget is just like very it's very just final like it, it, it ends on a really on a really high note real positive note and adding that at the end it's a cool song but i don't know if it really contributes to the overall you know right and so and that's when i uh consulted with the the oracles you know i went to <laughs> i went to triple a and i was like look y'all so this is the deal with basquiat drift like should we cut it or keep it you know and i'm yeah. like i'm giving y'all the final word like what do i need to do and, and just explain to them why we were considering cutting it, and they were like let it go yeah i think adrian was the first one being like yeah just cut it yeah and we don't forget and i mean it's 12 songs in that like right yeah and that ended up being a great decision in my opinion because what i think it makes been saying sense. is they they've been listening to the album like all the way through but then letting it run back you know what i'm saying it it starts and ends on really high notes mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah this is this is probably my second favorite track on the album mm-hmm. yeah 
I love this track. And then, and that's a very real conversation with my mom. Yeah. So, uh, so she, she was. I remember her being at oh my, my God, kitchen I love table, this so much. telling yeah. me all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my mom, Stephanie Brown. <laughs> you know, you can't be paranoid and scared all your life just because somebody came in here one time. Just open up the windows. It's too dark. Let the sunshine in so your plants can grow. That's real. I don't want you being trapped up in some old dark house. She's just freestyling all this, bro. She no pen, no paper. She's just, just Jay-Z, like though. You didn't ask her for 32 bars. Say what? You didn't ask her for 32 bars. I should have. <laughs> like, I think the people, deal, mom. For, apparently, what, from what here's people's the deal, response, mom. they've been like, yeah, man, I love that part with your mom. Like, dang it, okay, well, next time I'll just let her do that. <laughs> I just make the beats. Man, this song right here, this, is, this was the song where the moment I even came up with the idea, I was like, this is going to be one of the best songs I've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of the hardest songs like I've ever done. So what was the idea you started with? So I, um, I've been I had the beat already, and I've been listening to it over and over again. I was that's when I was trying to force myself to write, and nothing was coming out. And so I was like, man, let me just go to sleep. I'll just sleep on. I think I might have had the beat playing, you know, while I was asleep. And I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. This is within that same time frame. I woke up at five a.m. and I just started folding clothes and I put the beat on. The moment I pressed play. At 5 a.m. Because my mind's just clearer than, you know, I hadn't started my yeah. day yet. I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Because I already have these strong feelings about the whole LeVar Ball thing. And everybody's saying he's crazy and, you know, Eric and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I, I get it. When you're talking to somebody who really, really believes that I'm going to do this stuff on my own terms. Like, I'm not letting you dictate anything to me. The stuff that you, the, the stuff you're trying to force upon me. Like, even if I'm delusional, let me be delusional in my belief in myself. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I even thought about the, the whole thing when people say, you know, if, you're, if your dreams aren't scary or whatever, then you're not dreaming big enough. And I'm like, yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's much easier to be rational yeah. and to be comfortable. But, like, what happens when you step out of that? What are you really able to achieve? And so, yeah, that, that's, that's this song to a T is really, really how I feel. And um, I just thought it was important to put that after Blinds because it's like, with this album, well, no, with, with other albums, I've written about situations as I was in them. Like, written about the storm as I'm sitting here in the yeah. storm and, like, just describing what's going on around me. But this song is from a standpoint of somebody who's made it through it. And now, like, okay, now let me tell you what I learned. It's not just, you know, me... Like in an XXX, you know, type of situation, like, oh, everything is bad right now. You know what I'm saying? But like, okay, after that, yes. what's on the other side of, of therapy? Right. You know, this is what you have to look forward to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cool. And so, uh, that's t- y'all familiar with Tiger Rogers? Who? Oh, God. Tiger Rogers, the saxophonist. Have you never seen this dude, like, play two saxes at the same time? Oh, is that the guy from, Synergy? from here? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen I saw him at Hops. And Red High Jazz Explosion or something like that? Yeah, my parents saw him play somewhere. They were like, we saw this guy play two saxophones. At once. Yeah, I didn't know his name. Um, he gave me his business card. That's Tiger Rogers. Is that him? Man, yes. That's oh, okay. him. Nice. And then I also got a guy named Eddie Williams, and I told him, I was like, I want these, like, 
I envision these earth, wind, and fire-esque background vocals. And so that's him doing like the low parts and the high parts like the Philip Bailey. Oh. Okay, I think you can hear it really on this part. But yeah, man, this song was just, it was fun to make. Yeah. It was fun to make. And I remember when I first recorded it, and it was uh, just like a, a reference track, and I sent it to folks. I was like, man, listen to this song. So it didn't have any of these extra parts like the background vocals or the sax. And they were like, yeah, man, I mean, the song's okay. And I'm like, but you don't hear what I'm going to do with it. it. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. I'm, I'm hearing it for what it's going to eventually become. It's right. like, man. So. Yeah, I, was, I was really, really happy with that one. That's cool. I had no idea that that was a live saxophone player. Yeah. And you can hear That's him solo right here. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's my friend Ebony at the end. Like, cause she always laughed whenever I, you know, would say he never lost and stuff. Now, this one is called Progressive Dinner. And I mean, okay, you guys know what, what a progressive dinner is. Where you go like house to house. Yes, yeah. yes. And so that main concept go even goes back to Ubuntu. You know, and the whole which way is up theme is about success being something that's shared amongst people. It's not just me winning, mm -hmm. but it's like us all getting W, so never lost, Ubuntu, like all this stuff is, is about my idea of success not just being me at the top of a mountain, but like everybody, yeah. you know, all my people just, you know, and so progressive dinner in that sense, but also at the beginning of every verse, um, I make a food reference, need that, need that, need that flavor of change, this American pie giving me stomach pains, yeah. uh, need that feeling of freedom, feeling of freedom, need that seasoning of power, Sprinkle truth on a record, leave my people empowered. And then the last one's like, need that feeling of freedom. I don't know, we'll hear it. We'll hear it. <laughs> need a dash of that justice. Give me them 40 acres and some cash in my clutches. Like, I was like, okay, food references, progressive dinner, but also progressive, like, as in thought. You know, when I read the title, I was hoping it would be like a bunch of people sitting around talking about Bernie Sanders or some shit. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, that's a progressive dinner. Yes, that's a progressive dinner. <laughs> oh, also, man, there's also this this line I want to point out. Um, it may not be that impressive to y'all, but I thought it was cool. Um, beautiful is black. I say uh, it was one of my first times writing a triple entendre. It was like uh, pray that you Spotify because all of my streams hotter. So it's like Spotify streams, spot a fire because mm -hmm. they're hot. Mm -hmm. Spot a five as mm -hmm. a fifth child because all of my streams hot. I don't know. It was online, but I thought Mike rolled his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> He's really impressive himself right now. Let him be so impressive. The, so, so this therapist is doing a good job. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I need oh to speak God. with this person. We need to tone it down just a little bit. But no, I did. I really, I, I did have fun writing this out. And that's uh, Dolo doing. Um, uh, that extra part of the hook because what happened was I was trying to come up with a hook for this song and we wrote three different ones and I was like okay well I don't know which one we're going to go with and so I was like well let's just record them and see how it sounds and I'm like okay let me turn down these other hooks and I'm going to just play the main one 
But then it sounded kind of cool with them like overlapping, yeah. and I was like, okay, let's just leave it like that. And I'll just put one here as a prominent, one here as a prominent, and the third one here as a prominent. Yeah. So they're all three playing. Cool. A lot of experimentation. Yeah. You. Also, with this album, I didn't really do a whole lot of ad libs. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, there might be like two songs, two or three songs on the whole project where I actually did ad libs. So I was like, I want my voice to be to stand on its own. Yeah. So that means I gotta do the takes over and over again. If that means I gotta just project right to get them perfect, then cool, I'll do that. But I really want folks to hear what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. Except on Don't Forget, then it's just necessary to do the ad libs because I was trying to do my Migos impression. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that that song is the most um, traditional Fifth Child type of sound mm. to me, like a, a bootleg Kanye from the 2000s. <laughs> this song, all right, so. Like I said, I, was, I definitely felt like I was taking risks because um, this is the most boom bappy song or whatever on the album called Hashtag 10,000 Hour Challenge. And when I thought of the idea, I'm like, it's either going to go over really well or folks going to think it's corny. So um, This is my favorite song on the album. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, when I was listening to it the first time, walking around, when I listen to stuff on Spotify, I added my favorite song from every album onto a playlist each year. Mm-hmm. And this is the song I added on the first listen. Um, I don't think it's the best song on the album, but it's my favorite song mm-hmm. on the album because I was walking Esther down the road. I was like, man, this shit is just dope, man. It's just like laid back and banging at the same time. And I like your, uh, you mess around with the vocal dynamics a little bit, a little yeah. whisper right there, you know. I, really, I thought that was dope. So yeah, yeah. I was talking to uh, to Ian Hansen, and I remember um, having a conversation with him. I don't know if it was when I put out love letters or something, but he was like, "Yeah, fifth, you know what, man? Your um your beats are really dope. Like lyrically, eh, yeah, you know, you're okay. Like, but the beats, are, <laughs> but the, but I really like the beats though. And I was like, no okay. comment. I was like, I, I like I appreciate that, man. And I was like, <laughs> on this one, I'm I'm gonna like I've I've had that that quote. You know, in the back of my mind, like, okay, I really need to, yeah. you know, like I said, just dig deeper, not yeah. get comfortable. You're just, doing fine. Yeah, man. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things on hip-hop beats is the use of pianos. <laughs> and I've noticed, or in the first time I listened especially, there's a lot of piano on this album. Was that yeah. done intentionally? Yeah, or did that just... No, definitely. And that's what Adrian said. Uh, she pointed out, like, man, on this, she was just listening to the beats. She was like, man, you got a lot of, like, hard drums and piano sounds yeah. in there. And I'm like, yeah, because, uh, um, freaking Which Way Is Up. I love that, like, staggered, like, <laughs> me too. Uh, you know, kind of yeah. imperfect piano uh, line on there. And with this song, like I said, I. I knew it was gonna be daring because I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave an empty verse on there, and it's like I wonder if people get a little, if I don't explain it to them, will they get what I'm doing? And um, so the folks uh, that I let listen to the album before they were like, oh yeah, man, no, that, yeah. that'll work. I love that. Yeah. That was brilliant. And I really want people, not even just rappers, but any artist of any type, to like do something on that part. It's like a call to action. Mm-hmm. So it was my first attempt at really making the interactive listening experience. Oh. That's smart. I like that. And, uh, yeah, this is the jersey. And this is really just something that I talk about all the time. Because I get I get kind of frustrated as an artist when I'm approached by people to work. But I know for a fact that they're not 
really trying to do this for real. Uh huh. You know, and it's like I'm like I could be a freaking I don't know, I could be Stephen Curry or something like that, and I see you with a Golden State jersey. I'm like, all right, man, here I'm gonna pass the ball to you. I'm like, oh what? I'm I'm not really here to play. I was just here in the stands watching. Yeah. Like, well, dang, why'd you? Why are you here then? <laughs> and that's how and why I feel with a lot of artists. Exactly. I'm like, why are you? That's what's up. So I'm here for real. Some just want to wear the jersey. Some folks just want to look cool. They just want likes on Instagram, dude. And and the thing is, it's not even just about music. The actually, the majority of the time that I've used that phrase, it wasn't about music. It was. It could have been about marriage. Like some folks just want to get married for yeah. the idea of being able right. to say I'm married, but like all the work that comes along with it, you know, they don't. They're not ready for that. Um, well, for the record, I just want to look cool. And if you ever see me wearing a jersey, don't throw a fucking basketball at me. That's, that's all I want to say. I'm just trying to look cool. I, I'll own that shit all day long. And, man, actually, with this beat, you don't know how many people I've played that beat for, you know, folks that were interested in purchasing beats. And, like, nobody bid on it. I've had, I've had that beat for literally, like... Mm, I don't know, like five years. Oh, really? Yeah, no, oh, wow. nobody ever, nobody ever fooled with it. And so, um, I'd always, always liked it. I knew I felt something when I heard it, but this, it was just the right time. I guess it was meant to be for yeah. him to not get on it. So. Do you have any idea of why people haven't bet on this one before? I I don't know because it's dope. It's laid back. I don't know. It's chill. Yeah. Yeah. And so I picture every time I uh, listen to the the beat, I just pictured it being like nighttime and me in like a a caprice or something. And mm. That's that's what I hear. That's what I feel when I listen to the beat. Yeah. So I, even with my tone, I'm like trying to make my tone match the smoothness of the beat. So it's like more conversation, more laid back. You know, yeah. Snoop Doggish. This has a real. Um, when I heard this, the, the the feel that it brought me back to is like. Um, and I won't I won't judge you for not knowing who these guys are, but it brought me back to like, uh, Gio knows like the. Um, the Jay Sands, Lone Catalyst, like where they really made that laid back jazz. I know like, Lone Catalyst. Like early two thousands, like mid two thousands, like that laid back, um, just real smooth. Where like yeah, the rapper would like the MC on it would just like just talk to you, like mm-hmm. over it. And um, I thought that was really dope. To me, it felt like a throwback. To other people, it wouldn't, because it was a very niche era, like within like the underground hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, shoot, you're talking about you know eighteen years ago, so. You know, it's been a while, but that's what it brought me to. And I, I mean, I instantly clicked with it and picked it up and, and loved it, you know, so. And see, and I think you made a good point, like, where I'm not just rapping at you. Yeah, you you're just, know, you're just talking to talking, you, you know, yeah. and I think that's, that's, that's some of my favorite hip-hop, like, songs or ones where, like, the, the MC, Scarface is really good at that. Yeah. Like, he's just talking to you, like, while he's rapping. Yeah. And, like, and it's just, it's just dope, you know, and so, yeah, I picked up on that a lot. This is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> I was really, really excited. Like even when I made the beat, I'm like, I knew the song was gonna be. Um, I knew whatever I talked about had to be a big deal on it. I just didn't know what I was gonna do. And because um, at first I was like, do I do a girl song? Like, no, I'm gonna do a girl song. That's just not what I'm feeling right now. Um, and what's funny is like the moment I heard Betsy Berry Hill, it was like months ago, but it was like I knew I wanted yeah. to work with her. Yeah. And it was so funny. We were out in front of Martin's, and you, I think, yeah. I think I was, Mike was we've like, been talking about her yeah. all night, like, yeah. like before man, you, you got to, there. Uh, 
know who you need to do a song with? Bessie Bear Hill. And I literally just <laughs> recorded her like a few days before yeah. that. And you I guys like, should have. Yeah, and I just showed you the. You yeah. should have seen him. He was like, oh, oh, I should do a song with Bessie. He's like fumbling around with yeah. his phone. He's like, oh, oh. And it took him like 90 <laughs> seconds. Like he completely killed the effort. Like, the whole time, like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh really? Oh, really? Yeah. That's what yeah. I should do? Yeah, really? yeah we've been out there for a while talking about like, we need to get Bessie on like a song with a rapper or something. So when you walked up, we were like, dude. Gotta get Betsy on this, and oh my god, I, I'll never forget. He's like, oh, really, really, and then it went silent for like a minute, and he's like, oh, here. I was like, good job, buddy. You really got us. Yeah, that was, that we were talking about that yesterday. Good job. <laughs> yeah, but man, what you did with her vocals on this track? Oh my god, awesome, Betsy is incredible. I mean, she knocked it out. Like in, it, it, it definitely didn't take her more than like 20 minutes. Yeah, and um, because I remember I like I knew. Kinda, I had a general idea what the hook, what I wanted to say, but I still hadn't sent her anything because I wasn't sure. And I was on an airplane back from um, from some work trip, and I just kind of like jotted down some lyrics and, and sent a text to them to her. And I was like, it might not make sense right now, but just trust me, I'll like halfway sing it for you when we when I get you in the studio. I'll let you get an idea of the the melody and stuff. Yeah. And I did it, and she she got it immediately. What I was trying to do, and nailed it. So, um, yeah, man, I I just I, I really really love it. And the song obviously is about dealing with mental health and stuff. You know the song by Third Eye Blind, Jumper. No. Wish you would step back from that ledge. Oh, I remember friend. that from a Real World episode back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> like Third Eye Blind. No, they yeah, did so a <laughs> they had to do a PSA about suicide. Yes. And they played that song. Yeah. Yes. That's, I remember this I, is this is that this is my version of that song. Okay. Of Jumper. I'd the like to Fifth Eye Blind. Take this moment to uh, <laughs> thank everybody for listening to the Conference of Beatdown. Oh, uh, this will be the last episode. Why? Damn. Because I used to watch Real World when I was in college. No, because he brought up Third Eye Blind. We lost Third all credibility <laughs> at that point. Yes, because we were swimming in credibility before this. <laughs> Definitely. I set it up. You knock it down. <laughs> Man. That is hilarious. You bring up Third Eye Blind. I don't know that I've heard anyone bring that up in forever. That's hilarious. I like that song. <laughs> it's an important song to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But really, I mean, especially with it being, uh, I guess, a hot topic today. Shit, yeah. We're finally, as a society, starting to have to deal with mental health more so than we've wanted to in a very long time. Very long time. Yeah, if ever. Yeah. I like and this, this is uh, Scoop, man. Scoop's from from Wood Street, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's her singing right there. But there's also her rapping the verse later yeah. on in the song. And, um, just like super, super duper talented. Uh, a class, not classmate, but a co former coworker of mine's sister. And she, I mean, she bugged me to death about doing this song. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I. Um, Cause she, she, she probably actually had her verse written before I had mine. I'm pretty sure she had hers written before I had mine. And um, I know I wanted to talk about my dad. I just didn't have the words just yet. And Alfred Banks, he did his in like shoot. Yeah, this is right I up on the his, beat. He sent it in like two days. This is yeah. right up his alley. He had this written right up sure his already. alley. He was just waiting for something to put this on. So, um, once again, this is another super long song. It may be like five minutes mm-hmm. again, too, but people, that it wasn't an issue this time for some no, reason. I think because, like, people got that. I was just like... If the song is dope, I mean... 
just don't just matter with it, you know? Yeah. Just don't make it eight or nine minutes. Right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Also, Kamazi Washington can do what, No, yeah. He can Kam- do anything. Kamazi Washington can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Right. Fifth child has to stay within his lane. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fair enough. The five minutes can sound like an eternity. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah, but, a, like eight rappers, yeah. you know. But I think if you got three rappers, I think it makes sense if you got three different people, you got three different voices. Yeah. You don't have the same person rapping for five minutes or six right. minutes or seven minutes, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Because uh, I want to make sure I give credit to these folks on the song Blinds. Um, I have my homie Key Slaughter, and he played the flute oh. yeah. and you recorded that yes he, that's he awesome. played because it's also the same person that recorded on um the song inspired from love letters and suicide notes the flute part he did that as well i think there's anything else notable about this song um but what do you like as far as because i told you i think this is my favorite album you've done um how does it i know it's hard to rank your own stuff but how do you feel about it within the like the greater scope of all the art you produce like i know it's hard and you're not gonna like rank your favorite albums or whatever probably but um what do you think like this like shows a maturity or the next step or like what do you think about it just in like the general pantheon of what you've done before well Especially once it's released, I like to think that I'm able to look at my music objectively. Mm-hmm. And while Love Letters and Suicide Notes was really, really my baby, because I did stuff differently than I had before on that album, and I just, you know, did more, more stuff with the mixes and stuff. With this one, I really kind of put my blinders on. I knew before I even uh, released the album that I wanted it to be almost like, well, in my mind, it was like a counterculture album. Mm. Meaning, like, I wasn't going to just shout from the mountaintops, hey, guys, listen to which way is up, da, da, da. I, like, I wanted it to be super organic because I'm in a place right now. I mean, I love my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I love my job. So this is music coming from the heart with somebody that's not grasping for straws, not somebody that's trying to make something that's going to be super marketable, uh, but just doing what feels right to me. And in doing that, it ended up being one of the best received albums because like I said I've, I've maybe made four or five original posts about it and you'll see everything else has been on Instagram and everywhere else has just been testimonials and like what if I took this approach like don't just yeah. take my word for it I'm not just gonna yell out to you how dope I am but like let me just let the music speak for expe- speak for itself and let people's reactions yeah like, you weren't I mean, yeah you weren't blowing it up out there like mm-hmm. all over the place yeah no and it, and it's still been um because also i'm not i wasn't going at it like okay i gotta sell as much as i can immediately when i release album. i was like no nah, when i release this i'm gonna just sit with it for about three years and i'm just gonna mm-hmm. really yeah. work this project for a couple years and um just try to eat off that yeah so knowing that i was like this is music that i want people to sit with too yeah 
you know. I think I think that shows in the album, and it's my it's my. I think it's your best project um, that you've done, and and, and I, I say that object, you know, being able to look at your entire catalog, um, because I think that what you just said is very apparent in the music you produce. I think that you you know you talk about taking chances or doing this, you know, or or uh, you know being able to kind of sit with things and and work them. I think that that made for. Um, more of you to to shine on the album, if you will, um, and maybe where you're at head wise, you know, maybe where you're at has a lot to play into that as well. But I think that this um, album breathes really well. You know, I think when you play it, it's um, it, it makes a lot of sense to me, and I think it 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 resonates more of who you are completely as a complete project. So, not to say that your other projects aren't extremely personal because they are. I mean, they're your that's your artwork but i think this there's just something about this album that feels a little more special mm -hmm. you know and that's just my take on it i remember telling um my sister that i felt more excited about releasing this yeah. than i had projects before. so you always say i'm like nah like something about this one feels different um and I had been riding around to the songs, not in their totally finished version, because we were mastering pretty much up until like a week or week and a half before the album was released. But I've been riding around listening to them. Like, man, I can't wait for y'all to hear Never Lost. Like, God, yeah. I can't wait for y'all to hear. I can't wait for y'all to hear Blinds. Like, just because I know what it does to yeah. me when I play it. And um, what's so cool is like everything that I the way I envisioned it in my head has been the exact responses that each song got. Wow. You know, like that's not even so much what you said, but how it made you feel. Yeah. yeah. You know, almost like, like water for chocolate. Yeah. Like this, this was the intent. And, yeah. and when you, when you, when somebody gets it, somebody gets your vision, you know, man, there, there's no other feeling like yeah. that. When you, when you remove that, um, that pressure to perform, mm -hmm. you know, of how is this record going to do? How's this song going to do? Um, what kind of numbers? I mean, you know, when you remove that pressure, I think that, that you do nothing but allow, of course, your autistic, you know, juices and everything to flow. And I think, yeah. you know, being in that space and not, not necessarily, not really having to rely on it to do numbers or having to rely on, you know, I got to sell this many CDs and recoup and do this and that allows you to... Um, do it for what you love, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and the, you know. So, like I said, I mean that's very to me, and I don't know to to other people, but to me it's very apparent in the in the try, and you can hear it in the tone in your voice when you're rapping. I mean, you can hear it, you can hear it on the albums. You so, sound liberated. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a that's an excellent um, description. Dynamite drop in, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. I, um, so this this is the first uh, project recorded in my in my house. You know, it'll be yeah. a year on Saturday that I'll be in my house. So my headspace is totally different. Also, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really really feel at peace a lot. You know, when I come home, no matter and I I don't really have bad days at work or anything like that. But just to come home and sit down on my couch and you see the just the light coming in through the blinds and it's like. And I'm looking at all my records, and I got the air conditioner on. I'm just totally at peace with yeah, the world. Yeah. And so, once again, that's the headspace that this this album is coming out of. 
and you know when they have house parties and stuff like that the whole point in doing that i wanted to be a really positive environment for my friends to come to i'm not really a a, a clubbing type of guy and i prefer to go to house parties mm -hmm. and because i like the intimacy i like the fact that it's a controlled environment where you know everybody's there just to have a good time and that's where i was making the music as well i wanted to bring you peace at the end of the day like when don't forget goes off i want you to just be like yeah man yeah. i want you to feel good about yourself yeah that's what's uh, up yeah, yeah. well uh tell the people where they can find you online if you got any shows coming up or anything I'm not doing shows. I noticed that you didn't have anything. You weren't doing a release show. I'm not show doing or shows. I may do. I'm the only thing I may do is like some when the uh, when the hard copies come in. They'll mm -hmm. be coming in on on July 5th. Um, and even then, I don't want to do anything big because, like I said, I'm I'm looking at the project long term, and so I don't really care to just book a show at right. a venue and you know like 10 people show up and stuff like that right know? right um where and once again still take i hope i'm not spoiling anything by talking about this live on air but um essentially like tiny desk concert series yeah that's what i want to do for this yeah, okay album. Nice. i want to do yeah. small intimate shows in people's living rooms yeah you know like on your deck and you know <laughs> oh yeah like the christmas show a couple years ago right yeah. the, the cody and i did that's exactly the kind of stuff i want to do with this project yeah because i feel like like having these discussions about it you know i want i want to remember when we did the storytellers yep. joint and yeah i want i want to do I want to create an experience, not just perform and not just rap at you, but what if, what if we take all that away and you're in an environment that's already comfortable for you? You don't have to worry about buying expensive drinks or like anything else from here, like worry about right. like any of that. Just relax and enjoy and just vibe out to the music. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, no expensive drinks. Well, you can't do anything in my house. <laughs> all your drinks are expensive. All my drinks you are expensive. You would, you would charge friends at a house party. I would not. Drinks. I'd charge for people I didn't charge know. Charge per drink. <laughs> um, all right, so oh, I think sorry. our hour is about up. So oh, tell them, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so um, everything is uh, at fifthchildmusic.com. That's, that's the website, number five, thchildmusic.com. And linear marketing, everything is at fifthchildmusic. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like all that, the Bandcamp, fifthchildmusic.bandcamp.com is where I'm selling a lot of the uh, the project, but it's on all the um, streaming platforms as well. So Idol, Idol, shit, Idol, Title, <laughs> iTunes, Pandora, yeah. Google Play, all that stuff. Cool. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yeah, um, we love to have uh, our buddies and an artist come on and talk us through the album. Um, that's really cool. So. Um, we'll be back and again in a couple weeks. Uh, you know where to find us on iTunes and Satchel. You know, can't be down on Twitter. Conference will be down on Facebook. Um, Don'tmedianetwork.com. Don't media, that's that's what forgot. we forgot to. Do. Yeah, yeah, we forgot that one. Don'tmedianetwork.com. That's home to several cool things. And uh, I will be DJing at Offbeat Sunday night at the Red Cup Kickback from five to nine. Ooh. I won't be DJing all the four hours, but what? I will be there um, for an hour or so. So hey. come to Offbeat Sunday night and hear me play very offensive trap music as I normally do. Perfect. Um, yeah. Some people seem to like it. Others not so much. You like Take A. Mm -hmm. I hate that I like Take but I really do. He runs like a young Easy. -E. I hate that a I like a lot of things that I like, but yeah. Um, and oh, also shout out to uh, uh, Lokai and Tiffany for having us at the studio. Hey. That's why we sound so good. Um, I guess we we were talking earlier. We've done about a half dozen of these here, or something like that. So when yeah. we have guests, we'd like to have 
record here. So shout out to him. Um, hit us up if you'd like to work with him on anything. He can record all kinds of stuff, everything you can imagine. So, um, you know, hit us up and we'll connect you if you want to um, book some studio time. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks probably. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. Shout out to Fifth Child. We love your album. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.